Welcome to Mormons on Mushrooms. In this podcast, we discuss alternative methods for healing from trauma and seeking a fulfilling life. We often discuss triggering topics, and we ask that you make your personal mental health a priority. In addition, the opinions offered by our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the hosts of this podcast. If you'd like to support the program, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash Mormons on Mushrooms. Thank you for listening and enjoy. How do you start it? Tell everybody what we're doing in Utah in June with the Divine Assembly. We are going to their, do you, do you remember the name of the event? Summit. Wrap. Summit. Summit. Well, it, whatever it is, it's a summer solstice event in Utah. Uh, in uh, Do you call it the West Desert? Whatever. Someplace in Utah. Yeah, it's like near flats. Tooele. Yeah. Grantsville so, Tooele area. Going to be kind like of like a, a mini little, burner event kind of thing. Yeah. 19th so, and 20th is Saturday and Sunday of June. And we're going to be hosting a camp where... Shalise had the great idea of doing a neon dance party. Leave yeah. it to me to want to do the dance party. I love that. <laughs> I love so it. if you want to be part of our camp, hit us up. You can hit us up on Mormons on Mushrooms. Uh, what's our email address? Mormons on Mushrooms. So great. Pod. Pod at gmail.com or on Instagram. Just hit us up and say Facebook. we want to I think be- we I think we can get you like tickets, like discount tickets or some kind of you know, like code. There's something get, we can do. Yeah, can discount do code. And we're looking to make some branded t-shirts that you guys can paint with all of this like neon paint with black lights and stuff. So if anyone has the plug there or can direct us in the right place for that, that would be awesome. Yes. So join, join us. <laughs> join Beautiful. us. All right. Great. I'm glad we did that. We plugged a few things here. So that's great. Yeah. Yes. All can right. you hear me okay? Yeah, I mean, look at that dope-ass mic you got. Of course we can hear you great. <laughs> it's so fancy. I honestly don't even know how to work the settings. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I like your glowy background, Doug. What's going on there? It's like a... Well, yeah. so have you, guys, have you downloaded the new Zoom version? No. Didn't know there was a new Zoom. So the reason I have this glowy background is because there's a new a new update on Zoom. And now instead of like the Brady Bunch boxes that we've got right here, when we have like team meeting, every morning we have like a team meeting and stuff like that. And everybody's like sitting around a table or it looks like we're in like a conference room or like a, a wow. yeah, like a theater type of thing. So that's, that's, so you can kind of see my hand goes in and out of, but anyway, yeah, it's cool. Uh, technology. Who thought, who'd have thought it? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's just great to see you, both of you. You too. Yeah. It's been a little bit of, it's been a little while, I think, hasn't it? Yeah. Too long. I've been looking forward to that ever since, ever since we made the plan to do this one. Cause it's been a lot lately as far as like guests and I can't keep track of the Facebook and I can't keep track of the Instagram anymore. And I was really, I, all day I've been really just kind of, uh, it's like Christmas day for me. I've been like, I just want to chat. 
I want to hear Shalisa's story about her mushroom trip. I want to hear, I really want to hear, we keep teasing each other, Mike, on that. Yeah. And I actually just got, got fresh off of an integration session from that. Um, oh man. Psychedelic assisted integration, I guess, okay. or therapy, you know, is what I did um, last weekend. So I'm still integrating that. A lot of like waves, a lot of shifts. Um, Cause it's, it was intense, really intense. And it comes back in waves, I think. <laughs> and the last couple of days has been a wave. Um, and so we'll see. It was interesting because, um, well, maybe we'll just start from there and we'll kind of weave and dance as we usually do. But mm-hmm. so yesterday was a moment, not getting into details, but you know, how we say one step forward, two steps back. Or two steps forward, one one step back, but sometimes it feels like two. Sometimes it feels the other way around. Yes. Yeah, Yesterday it, it felt like five steps oh. back. Yes. I just Whoa. felt like I was like all this old shit was coming back up, and I'm like, what? What have I been doing? You know, uh, like all this therapy, all the plant medicine, all all the work I've been doing, and what what's it for? You know. But it's so great in talking to you know, this facilitator and he was saying, well, yeah, of course it tells it. It feels like five steps back. And I'm like, what? And he gave the analogy of, he's like, we're birthing a new you. And he, he's, you witnessed childbirth and the head starts to come back out. The head starts to poke out. And then it goes like almost all the way back. Right. Wait, that's then, a then, thing. Yeah. It kind of that's like terrifying. It was like this. And then it goes out a little further and then it kind of creeps back. And then it goes for, you know, and then it kind of slowly until all of a sudden the head comes out and then you have the shoulders and then you, you know, the birthing process. And he said something beautiful. He said, you're working on nature's growth. Now you're not working on corporate America, climb the ladder, uh, you know, learn some things in school, get grades and advance to the next step. No, you're, you're on nature's growth pattern now. And that's how nature grows there's the expansion and contraction, expansion and contraction and every expansion, you know, you're going out a little further than you did before. And sometimes you get blown open and you go a lot wider, but then when that happens, you have to contract back to then, you know, get back into the ebb and the flow. And I was like, man, that just helped just that, just that visual is going to help when I'm in those moments of this is five steps back and not getting all caught up in my head about, am I really growing? Is anything happening here? Am I just crying and, and doing all sorts of shit <laughs> and not healing? Um, but then you look at where I was a year ago and the stakes are so much higher now in my personal life and in so many different areas that it's like the growth is there. If you just stop and, and look at it, you know? Yeah. Do, do we start off this one a little too heavy, you guys? Or? Never. Never. No way, man. I love that. Yeah. Do you, do you, I mean, how, how much detail do you want to get it? Do you want to talk a little bit more about yeah. it and tell us about your experience and what you're kind of, you're going through? Yeah, let's start there. Cause um, a lot of it. So I wrote down a few intentions before I went. So I had a couple sessions with him before. Um, and then I had a couple of integration sessions afterwards, but in the ones before we worked on some intentions 
And the intentions were like, you know, again, very serious. You know, I get kind of serious. Show me the wounding. Yeah, but it was uh, (laughs) surrendering. I've got the first two. It was like surrendering to, oh, it was leaning it. One was about leaning into trust. Can I trust myself? Can I trust others? And the second one was about surrendering. Um, But then when I was on my way to do the session, I was kind of like, I need a playful one in there. So I talked about, and you know, that episode with Peter, where we talked about the roller coaster and the fear and the excitement. And it was like, may I play in, in the roller coaster, right? Willingly or joyfully. It was this one. Play, no, here it goes. This is what it was. <laughs> Can, may I playfully engage in the roller coaster? Nice. You know, in like a playful way. And I mean, that sounds a little serious too, but you know what I mean? Playing in the roller coaster. And so the medicine was kicking in and immediately I started feeling a lot of fear. And I think there's a lot of things in my life, whether it was with the podcast where we we're just talking about where it's so hard now to keep up on Facebook and Instagram and, and everything. Um, and just where it's been going. Um, and then like in my personal life, there's been a lot of things that's, fear and excitement and the, and the feeling of both of those. So immediately I was just voicing all this fear and he's like, Hmm, sounds like there's some excitement in there too. Like, yeah, there's excitement. (laughs) He's like, let's talk about the excitement for a minute. So then I tried to talk about the excitement and sometimes it would weave into the fear or sometimes I could hold that excitement. Um, and then he had me sit up, And he's like, your intention was about a roller coaster. I want you to feel that fear and excitement and visualize that you're at the crest of that, of the top of the hill, that moment when you're about to go down (laughs) and you have the sense of fear and excitement. So he had me do this thing where I breathe in and raise my arms up like I'm on a roller coaster and then breathe out and then hold on to the lap bar and Mm. feel the fear. And then breathe in, put my arms up and then hold on and just hold that, the tension of the two. And that's been something I've been doing since. And every time I've done that, it just brings, it's like connecting to the two parts of me, the the part of me that wants to be like, yeah, let's go for it. Let's, let's expand. Let's get bigger. And the part of me that's, that's like, no, let's stay safe. Let's stay small. Let's hold on. Um, And I guess honoring both of those parts and keeping them in the same space. Hmm. There's something really beautiful about that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's more. We can go more, but you want to talk about that part or not? Um, (laughs) I want to keep talking. Hey, I want to back up a little bit because you talked about trust. Um, What are y'all feeling about the concept of trust? That's kind of a leading question because I have, obviously, like I have a thing I want to say about it, but like, when you think about trust, what comes up for you? What do you think about? Well, if we, I'm talking about it just in the context of what I was saying there, there's an element of trusting in the roller coaster. You know, the, the roller coaster was, yeah, we go on a roller coaster, most of them. And we, I think we even talked about that in the last episode, you know, you go on a Disney roller coaster they've spent so much money into engineers and design and safety testing. You're safer on the roller coaster than you are off the thing. 
And that fear is an illusion. And so trusting and then trusting in, I feel like there's an element to trust that when you have that trust, it's like, I'm okay to feel anything right now. I'm okay to experience the ups and downs because I trust that no matter how hard, how dark it gets, how scary it gets, I'm okay. Hmm. That's what comes up for me. I feel like trust is just full surrender, just allowing yourself to be, but even with the roller coaster, we kind of like that fear or why would we put ourselves through it? It's funny. We have like an interesting relationship with fear. We say like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. But then we're always putting ourselves in situations that kind of give us that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm having, I got to, I've, I've got to figure, I'm sure, I'm sure someone has given a Ted talk or written something about kind of the concept of trust, but I'm starting to like wonder what that even, what it even is, because I think our default setting is, is to trust everyone and everything around us. Like if we drive, you know, on the freeway or around town or we drive a car, I mean, not only are we just kind of like taking for granted that we're navigating this 3000 pound death machine, but that everyone else is doing the same thing. And people we don't know uh, have never become acquainted with. We know that when we're coming towards each other, we're going to stay in our lane and they're not going to do some weird swerve over and hit me. You mm-hmm. talked about the roller coaster. I can't name a person that I know who designs or builds or runs roller coasters, but I get on them, you know? Yeah. I get on them just like, Oh, I'm sure it's fine. Like I just hop on them. <laughs> and so I'm starting to wonder if there's almost like the, like it's almost like the wrong word maybe, because when we get into like interpersonal relationships and, 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 Things that are, you know, whether it be, you know, family, like with my wife, with the two of you who I consider close friends with, you know, other people. Then suddenly trust becomes this thing. And, you know, your people talk about you got to earn my trust and trust is something that's not given. It's earned. And I'm like, no, I think it is naturally given. And then our ego and our sense of trying to, um, you know, plant our flag in some kind of identity in some kind of like, this is who I am to that person. And these are my boundaries and these, and I'm kind of maybe going into their boundaries a little bit. I think that the idea of distrust or trust is like Shalise said, kind of a little bit of an illusion. I I don't know where I'm at with it. I, I just have been thinking a lot about that concept lately, like the higher the stakes, I would say a lot of times I'm like, Oh, I do. I trust my wife. Do I trust my closest friends? Do I trust my family members? Well, that's just cause I got a lot to lose. And so my, my brain mm. starts making up all of these different scenarios in which I can't trust them or they could betray me or they could do me dirty or whatever the opposite, you know, distrust, you know, that I could, that I, I could, they could lose my trust. And yet I afford that to every single person. When I, when I'm a pedestrian and I start walking across the street in a car, in a, in a crosswalk, I just have this natural sense of like the, the social contract. I just trust that someone's not going to run me over, 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And so it's just a, it's a weird thing. Like the, the more I know someone, the more uh, like, uh, like complicated the concept of trust becomes, I don't know. I, 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 I don't have a, I, I'm not, I'm not sticking to this as an opinion. I'm just saying some things out loud of like, I don't know what that is about me. It also well, almost sounds like an eradication of fear. Like you were saying, our, uh, our initial, like the way we are as humans, we want to trust people. We want to just give that freely. And I feel like that's kind of a heart space thing when you're in your heart space and you're in this, uh, like a love centered space, then you give trust freely. It's when you go into the fear, like you were saying, well, what if someone betrays me? What if, what if, what if, and then we put up those walls when we enter that fear space instead of just surrendering and staying in our heart space. But I think it has its, its reason. I think everyone needs the fear. And I'm going to talk more about the fear from my mushroom trip, which was wild, but I do think that it's necessary to have fear. So I don't think we should completely eradicate it, but it's just something to be aware of. And so is that the element of like the more fear I can tolerate, the more I can trust in a way. Well, well, see, that's where, that's where I don't know, because I feel like, I feel like I should trust the person I've never met and is a person who would disagree with me politically and religiously and spiritually and personality wise, but I don't know that person. And yet I trust them to pass me on the freeway going 80 miles an hour within four feet of like being able to reach out mm-hmm. and touch their machine. So I don't know if I can get behind that, 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 that statement. I, I think it's more a construct of, I don't have to be anybody to that person that's passing me on the, on the road. I don't care. I don't care what they think about me. I don't think anything about them. I don't even consider it. I mean, sure. Occasionally you'll see people that like suddenly get mad if you're passing them and they speed up and there's like this whole weird like ego thing. I don't, I don't really know what that is, what that is. And and I, I, I can freely admit that I currently right now am spewing bullshit. I just, it's a thing that it's it's making me think about that, but is there an element of Cause you were talking about what you have to lose. And I know like if you're passing someone on the freeway, you can easily lose your life. Right. But yeah, what, are yeah. the, what are the odds? So, you know, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know the statistics maybe, I don't know of like, so you don't, you don't need a lot of trust in that person because you really don't fear what they can do to you. Right. Maybe. And there's some cognitive dissonance there, you know, where we had, doesn't didn't happen to me. So therefore it doesn't happen, you know, and then, yeah when we get into like interpersonal relationships with real people that we care about and we're worried about losing them. Um, you know, I, I, I've got a friend who, you know, it's like, he's done some things that, that I've lost some trust in him. Um, but really what does that mean? I, it just means that I'm trying to protect myself from the harm he could possibly cause to me. And because it becomes more real because it's like, Oh, this is a possible thing that he could say something hurtful or do something hurtful. It becomes a lot less statistically, or it becomes a lot more statistically likely that that kind of thing can happen than someone swerving, you know, drunkenly in the freeway and killing me type of thing. So I'm less worried about losing my life when I'm driving my car than I am when I'm, uh, 
having a, a, a miscommunication via text with someone I love and care about type of thing. And I want to make sure I, Oh, is this worded correctly? And oh, I, I feel like he's lying to yeah. me here. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's a weird deal. I, I got no answers. I just, this is what I'm thinking about lately. I like it. When you were talking about losing trust, I got that gut feeling. Cause I know that feeling when someone betrays you and you're like, I don't trust you anymore. Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe trusting people is our base state. Like we were talking about, but when someone does something to hurt us, then we put on this lens of experience and we only see them through that lens and all it is, is a lens of future projection, because if you lose trust in someone, it's because you think they might do something to you in the future that you're also not going to like. And so it's almost like we fractal ourselves out into a future scenario that hasn't even happened yet, but we live our lives from that scenario. And unfortunately, they are now seen through that lens as well. I hmm. love that. Interesting. I do too. I'll, I'll, I'll tell a, I'll, I'll tell a thing. It, I, you know, P, I, where I live, trust isn't given it's earned is like a pretty common like thing that a tough person, like a tough, you know, rugged, ruggedly independent cowboy type of person says, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I used to hear that. I'd hear people say that. And I'd be like, what a fucking douchebag who cares? <laughs> Like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Trust isn't given it's earned. Like, this isn't, this isn't, you know, a superhero comic book. This isn't like, you know, John Wayne type of thing. But now, honestly, when I hear someone say that I, I can tell, I can truthfully tell you that I hear like, I've been hurt. I'm in pain and I am not willing to potentially expose myself to further pain. It's become a sad thing for me yeah. where I'm like, oh, this guy's not a fucking douchebag. He's just hurting. He's just really scared and sad and worried. <sighs> well, then for someone who has that as their motto, like you have to earn my trust. Would it be safe to say then that they are just consistently living in a, a fear state, in a state of their future moment or the thing that they think is going to happen rather than living in a present moment where you trust everyone because they haven't given you a reason not to yet. The, the Doug's soapbox. This is not, this is not scientifically accurate. This is not spiritually wise. This is not psychologically on point, but Doug's soapbox is that a person that says that type of a thing. And there's a lot of phrases that are similar to that, but that a person who says that type of thing is probably so terrified that the world might see them for what they think they are and will not like them, will not accept them and will hurt them. Mm. I think that it's a defense mechanism. I think saying big machismo, like, stuff like, like big macho phrases like that. I'm just like, dude, you're not in danger. No one, you know, I, I have a lot of, I am accurate. I am actively trying to avoid, uh, controversial statements, but like I, I, I walked out of Albertson's yesterday with this guy who had a gun on him, like just was wearing a gun in Albertson's. And I'm just like, 
what what is happening in Albertsons that you're thinking that you need to get be strapped? Because of all these shootings and all these mass shootings and school shootings and all this stuff, there's not a ton of stories about some 58-year-old hillbilly hero pulling out his sidearm and shooting down the shooter before the cops get there. It's not a fucking story that happens. But that's the whole that's the whole thing. It's like, like protect my you're not pretty. You're just trying to look tough. You think the gun makes you look like John Wayne or James Bond or something like that. You're not doing, you're not going to pull out your gun in the fucking hummus aisle <laughs> in Albertsons and shoot someone down. I mean, they are shooting people up with vaccines in, uh, <laughs> that is going to get us in trouble. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> and probably, by the way, I did get vaccinated today, guys. Oh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I got the Johnson and Johnson one and done. And you know what? I hope the vaccines aren't controversial. I mean, some people, if you don't want it, don't get it. That's fine. You know, I was kind of like, oh, I could take it or leave it at this point. But if I want to do things, I feel like I need it. So including travel and whatever. So um, anyway, I wanted to ask uh, one thing about that. Probably the last though. 20 minutes should just cut right out of the podcast um i want to bring up something about because it ties into an oracle card i pulled yesterday of uh (laughs) what if the uh like what if the universe really is loving and not judging and is there an element to when you start to fill into the abundance of love that exists in the universe and you you open yourself up to that and you're not close to it then can you trust more You know, like you're not thinking everyone's out to get you. You're not thinking the universe is always going to slap you down, but that it's love and abundance. I don't know. I love that, Mike. Default to love. (laughs) It's all back to love. Um, How talk, let's tie this back to your trip. Shalise, you're talking about the fear (laughs) and the, Oh my goodness, you guys. How much time do we have? Okay. We got time. Plenty. <laughs> I literally took notes so I wouldn't forget something. Oh, hell yeah. Let's... Um, so I think I want to first start because a couple of people had asked in the Facebook group, like, so have you tried weed yet? Because we haven't talked about it. Uh, the answer is yes. I have officially. <laughs> yes. That's true. Uh, we haven't talked about it on ours. We were guests no. on the Happy Exmo podcast when we talked. I think, yeah. or maybe it was Infants on, Infants on Thrones, one of them, but it wasn't here. Yeah. yeah, we haven't had like a catch up episode, or we've we've had guests, so I didn't want to like impose my story onto them. Um, so yeah, I did try it. I tried like a couple edibles, which honestly didn't really do anything. And then I did try smoking and honestly, my focus was just all over the place and I wasn't a fan. I was just like, I can't focus on anything. Was it a vape or a joint? It was a joint. Ah, joints are my favorite. It's like you're breathing in the earth. I don't know. There's something about it. I like it because it totally burned my throat and I was like, this sucks. Um, (laughs) But what I will say, um, so I had... For those of you who don't know, I had surgery a couple months ago. Um, I had my breast implants taken out, which if anyone is considering or feels a certain kind of way, I found out that they can be really toxic to your system. I would love to talk to you about it. So what I did was I took oils, THC and CBD oil for the pain. So I only took um, 
the the heavy painkillers on day one of the surgery. And then after that, I managed my pain completely with those oils and it blew my mind. I had no idea that they were capable of doing that. I love that. Yeah. And I only had to take like just small dropperfuls of them, maybe three times a day. And I didn't, I mean, I felt a little spacey, but I didn't feel high. Like I wasn't hallucinating or anything. And the pain was like totally manageable. And this is with me having drains coming out the sides of my body, which is crazy. Ah. So there's that. Thank you, weed. Thank you, weed. It's at least I'm it, so glad you finally met her. Yeah. Lady weed, right? About time yeah. you two are acquainted. I think you guys can be good friends. Yeah. <laughs> and even now, like I'll use it. If I have a headache or something, I'll just take some oils and within 20 minutes it does its thing and I feel great and I sleep. Oh my gosh. I slept through the night like so deeply every single night after surgery. The only night I didn't sleep was the night I took the stupid painkillers and I was up like every two hours. So yeah, after experiencing that, it made me angry to think that it's actually illegal in places because of how incredible it is. There was no side effects. And then the doctors are giving you this heavy medication that you could become addicted to and it has all of these side effects. And it didn't do half the things that just a little bit of weed oil did. I don't know. It made me angry in some ways. You guys probably have similar feelings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone probably does. I'm just, we, I'm late to the party. So <laughs> we, we 100% agree with what you're saying. I think I can accurately represent how Mike and I feel about uh, marijuana. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. I still haven't tried alcohol, but you know, and even if you're not trying to manage pain on it and you just want to do it, it's still. Yeah. Yeah. Really rad. I will, I will <laughs> say I'm interested in maybe taking a higher dose of the oils um, and just seeing where it takes me. But at this point I'm comfy with just like yeah. pain management. You don't have to jump all the way in, you know, you kind of just, yeah. yeah, especially <laughs> when you do mushrooms instead. So on to my mushroom trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Holding. 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 So like after the integration or during this integration of my experience, I wasn't supposed to do weed or anything, but then last Saturday I did, and it took me back into it in like a bad way, but in a good way that I cried a lot up, but. We can talk about that later too. I just realized that when we were talking about weed, but okay. Thanks back. Hey, yeah. Uh, Shalise, before you um, tell us about your mushroom journey, I'm just going to say this, that whole part about the gun guy and the uh, dude walking at it. And I want, I, 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 I think, that, oh. I think that takes away from our whole deal. And I, I, I thought it was a little bit, uh, shitty of me. So I, I want that whole thing. Uh, let's take that out. Thank you. All right. I don't, think, we... it was, I don't think it's as shitty as I don't think it is. But, um, I don't think it is either. I just, but, if you're uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. I have a yeah. feeling. Okay. Yeah. Let's just cut. So Shalise, so you had a mushroom uh, trip <laughs> recently. I want to hear all about it. Oh my goodness. You guys. Okay. There was a lot. And I'm, I'm also one of those people that gets a little, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but like who even wants to hear this story, but I'm putting aside my fear of like 
shut up, Shalice. There's some good stuff in here that yes. a lot of people could benefit from. So I'm just going to like go deep into it. Yes. I mean, we did that in the first you. episode when we recorded it and it went well. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so solo mushroom journey in my apartment on a random Sunday, I was feeling a lot of overwhelm, I guess you could say. And my social media was really getting to me. I just wasn't feeling inspired. Um, because I had been posting like almost every single day for four years and it, it was a lot and I was starting to feel it and I wasn't feeling appreciated and it was just, it's a lot of work. And so I decided that day, I'm going to take a break from social media and I'm going to do a mushroom trip and just like, see what I'm supposed to do with my life. I just felt kind of lost. Like, what am I even doing with my life? I'm 30. <laughs> I live alone in Hollywood. I'm trying to do the acting thing. Well, I'm doing the acting thing, but not as much as I want to be. And like, what, what am I supposed to do here? So I went into the journey with those intentions. What is my life purpose? Like the, the burning question that all of us tell me my true path dying to know. <laughs> um, so of course I wanted to turn on some of the East forest songs that we had talked yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We interviewed him. I was like, I got to see what this is about. So first I just went to Spotify, typed in his name and I had the intention of, okay, I'm just going to meditate a little bit, get into the medicine. Um, I, I took chocolate, so I don't know exactly how much it was, but it was probably way too much. I'm just going to say that way too much okay. to be alone on. So uh, okay. Just a preface. Um, <laughs> so I sit down and one of the first songs that comes on is the Dark Thoughts song. Yeah, from track. the Ram Dass album. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember this is uh, East Forest's favorite track. And so I'm listening to it and his voice comes on and he's saying, love your dark thoughts. And it was so penetrating. I just started bawling like right away. I wasn't even really on the medicine yet but I just felt that so hard. And I just thought, Oh, I guess there's some wounding here that I need to look at. So that song's over. I'm kind of like, all right, we're, we're cool now. So I go and lay down on my couch, which wasn't my intention to spend the entire trip on my couch, but that's where it landed. So as I'm laying there, I see the wolf again, my inner wolf, which always shows up for me, which is amazing. I love it. Yes. Love it. But here's what's interesting. So I see the wolf and it merges into my heart center and I feel that. And then I see a lion, which is another animal that I'm really drawn to. And I'm a Leo too. Yeah. And so I see this lion and it merges with the wolf. So now we have Half the face is a wolf, half the face is a lion. And it's so cool looking. And my first thought is this should be a tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yes. so you guys, I forgot. I actually, I kind of Photoshopped it together what? and we should, maybe we could like put it up on our story when this episode comes out. So people yes. can see what's in my brain. Yeah. It was kind of like a henna style tattoo. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, this is my masculine and my feminine coming together and becoming balanced. So the wolf was like my feminine side and it was the moon. It was representing that kind of darker side, but a feminine side. And then the lion was my fire, my son, my masculine. And it was so cool seeing them come together. Uh, so, yeah, I'll have to show you guys. Maybe oh, you've got to get this tattoo. Yes. 
I'm going to pull it up on my phone and let's like cut out this enormous pause just because I want you guys to see it real quick. Uh, Damn. I want a tattoo idea from my trips. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even, okay. I have one tattoo and it is very significant, but I'm not like a tattoo person. Uh, Okay. Here we go. I wonder if you'll be able to see it. Oh, and also, so my friend's a tattoo artist for anyone in LA. Here's a little plug because he's amazing. And I've seen him do watercolor on people before, and I thought it was the coolest thing. And so I added watercolor with it. Oh, that's oh, so dope. What? You made that? Yes. Yeah. So I, I took um, like a photo of a wolf and then a photo of a lion, and then I merged them and then kind of added some stuff. But yeah. So I, Damn, shit, girl, I put that on my wall. Actually. I put that on my body. Like, can I get it? Yes. Yeah. I thought that too. I'm like, even if I don't get a tattoo because it really limits me with acting, maybe I'll just print mm. it and put it in my house. So there's that. Is, I mean, you're talking about what's my path and what should I be design tattoos for people? Like that thing is freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's funny. Cause I wow. sent it to my friend and he was like, Oh my gosh, design me a tattoo. Um, yeah, I like doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another yeah. friend saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, third. Oh, that's funny. God, they're so sweet. Okay, so that happened. And then I really started going deep into the medicine. And you know when it happens. Oh, yeah. um, and it's funny because I don't know if you guys experience this too, but whenever I do plant medicine, there's that moment when you're still like sober and you're like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Yep. Uh-huh. And then when it does happen, it's almost like there's no shift. It's almost like it feels more natural to be in that state of being than when you were waiting for the medicine to kick in. Uh, Do you guys have that feeling ever? I don't know. I've never thought of it that way. Um, I have that, I have that feeling like, Oh, is this hit? Is it hit? And then it's like, Oh wait, when it hits, there's no mistaking that it's hit. Um, yeah, I think I'm more that way too, Mike. I, because I, I sit there and go, oh, am I feeling it? Am I feeling something? But then once you're feeling it, you're like, oh, duh, this is, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Th- that's now I'm feeling. Yeah. Now but I'm feeling what's it. weird, like every time I've done mushrooms, it almost feels like the sober me is lifted out of the way. Almost mm-hmm. like, I mean, it makes sense because we're elevating our spirit and we're tuning into a higher vibrational state, which is more of our natural state. Mm -hmm. And that's what it feels like to me. Oh, are you saying like you feel more like the true Shalice? Yeah, I feel more like at home where it's not like, it's not like, oh, the medicine's working. It's like, oh, this feels good. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I get what you mean now. And yes, like, okay. I feel like, and I think that's what, when I say like, you know, I always talk about that. My first mushroom trip and say my soul snapped back into place. This is what it feels to be Mike, you know, kind of thing. That's what it was. It was like, I'm laughing. When I laughed, it's like, oh, this is my real laugh. Yeah. And then like the way I think, I don't know the way I express myself. I'm like, oh, this is the real Mike, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Because Perfectly. every time when I start the the journeys, I come from this space of when's it going to hit? When's it going to hit? But then when it does, it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like, oh, all right, here we are now. Like, yeah. let's, let's proceed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. Okay, cool. Oh, so, I'm so 
I'm so relieved to be here. Like I'm so, oh, I'm so relieved to be back here. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm back. I'm here. Yay. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And here's a visual for you because I thought this was hilarious. Um, It didn't seem funny at the time, but now it's funny. So I saw myself astral projecting above the universe. Like I saw all these planets below me. It was all galactic, of course. Uh, It always is for me. And I saw this being and I I only saw their hands. They were like, uh, they didn't look like pleading hands, at least not from what I've seen prior. They were like glowing hands and they were massaging my scalp. And they, they said to me, look, we get it. Earth is hard. Sometimes you just need to float up here and get a soul massage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Holy smokes. So what? Cool. A soul massage. They oh, were like, man. you just need a soul massage. Like anytime you need it, just pop up gosh. here. It's cool. Like we understand. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? But that was similar to uh, first I one. I love, I want to hear about all your trips in detail, Shalise, because Damn. these are magical. Damn, you got a storytelling yeah. bone. Yeah. But I remember on ayahuasca when I was like, after we'd purged Doug and we were there and the music was playing and we're, it felt like coming out from 40 years to then being like, Oh, we're here to get, you know how you're supposed to feel when you go to the temple kind of thing. Yeah. Like here's a, here's a soul cleansing, Mm -hmm. like recharge that you need to go back down and do Mm -hmm. more work. But like, let's like be on this oasis and dance together in this, like, space. Yeah. It's like a place you recognize. It's like, there's something like, Oh, I've been here before. I know this, you know, it's like, uh, it's home. Yeah. You're at home in your own self. Like you are your truest version of yourself and it feels like home. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I'm getting this soul massage on my spirit, I love that phrase. <laughs> soul massage. And that's what it felt like. I was like, oh yes, this is great. Um I got the overwhelming impression that now is the time for I don't want to say everyone because I know plant medicine isn't necessarily healthy for everyone's mental state, but now is the time for a lot of people to experience this because as I'm floating in the cosmos, there are no words and you guys know, it's an experience. You can't really explain it to someone they just have to feel it and it was telling me it was almost like the mushroom itself saying yo you gotta like give this to other people it's time for everyone to get a soul massage and like chill and relax and just breathe and and um one of our listeners who's amazing and uh, i don't know if i should say their name but they gave me some spores to start growing the mushrooms myself and I'm super pumped and I haven't done yet. Just hadn't felt like the right time. And then California legalized the possession of it. Right. Something like this Maybe oh, it's on the it's, docket. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's not. Well, anyways, yeah. so don't, more don't walk outside with it yet. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for legal purposes, I don't have it in my possession, uh, yeah. but. And the, also for legal purposes, we're, this is all hypothetical that we're talking about here. Like we don't yeah, ever do is, these substances. So I'm an actor. I'm a storyteller. That's exactly. I um, but I love you two so much. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, the mushroom was telling me that I should be a keeper of it. Like we need you to kind of be a keeper and, and help people in this way, which I thought was cool. Um, but going back to the breath thing, just breathe. 
and we talked about this. Um, I think Mike, did I, t- I don't remember. Basically my breath started talking to me and it said, you need to pay attention to me because I am the most underappreciated thing in the universe. And I was like, whoa, that's so whoa. true. Because if you think about it, when you are born into this world, you take your first breath and you become alive in the 3D. And then when you die, you take your last breath and that's it. It is the only thing standing between life and death. Oh. It has to be there for you to be alive or not. And well, we and take it for granted. Just think about it in the way we were talking about earlier as a teacher of nature's way of growth, of expand and contract. Mm. Like the breath is teaching us every second. And this is how it goes. We expand and we contract in, out. And it's all this cycle. Yeah. <sighs> and I loved it. But I'm one of those people who gets annoyed, like, just breathe. You know, anytime you're having a problem, someone's like, just take a breath. I don't want to take a breath. Okay? <laughs> like, I get annoyed. But then when I really use my breath, especially in ceremonies, it really does transform you. When you take deep breaths on medicine, it just feels like you're enormous and expansive. And it's so helpful. And so, yeah, it was kind of chastising me. It was like, look, (laughs) you need to appreciate me more, Um, which I thought was interesting. Well, that's so true because like, I'm with you, Shalise, that it's like, uh, okay, you know, just breathe. Oh, take it. Um, But I've changed my ways about that. Like I am a person now who says, just, just let's try to breathe through this for a second because on medicine. Ayahuasca is a perfect example. Oh yeah. Every time, every time I took a new breath while I was going through what I thought was my own death, every time I took a new breath, it reset and and brought life into me. And I was, I was actively aware of the life that the breath was giving me and resetting for me each time I took those deep breaths. And I was so great. I was like, Oh my God, breathing is, um, yeah. is so fun. It's so cool and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> breathing is so fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. I love it. And it's I so transformational. I've, I've noticed that anytime I get that stomach feeling almost like it kind of feels like nausea in a way when you're on the medicine and you're like, Oh, it just feels hard and dense. And when you breathe into it, it kind of lets it go. Oh. And I wonder if that's just, energetic blockages coming out and all we have to do is breathe through it to make that happen. Um, I guess we can segue a little bit back and forth because this brings up a moment from my experience I was talking about earlier. Oh, yes. And at one point there was a lot of tension in my kind of like my waist area where I feel it a lot. You know, I talk about my tight hips Mm. and I was just feeling like, um, and so it was a lot of body work with the, you know, with the medicine. And, um, I asked if he could kind of press on that spot. And so he started doing it and I immediately felt it tied up. And then he guided me. He's like, breathe. As he was kind of pressing and working on it, he's had me have, he was having me breathe into that spot. Yeah. And then he started making noises, right? He's like, like sound it out, get it out. You breathing it in. And then like sound it out. 
So I started making all these weird noises, you guys. It was like very sexual frustration, anger, ah, just like releasing all of that. And it was getting loud. Like I was, ah, you know, like screaming loud. Um, And then he's like, good work, good work, you know? And I kind of want to keep pressing. He's like, no, no, we don't have to get it all right now. Like you've done so much work. And then he said, the body keeps the score. Yeah. But I needed to breathe in to those spots, you know, similar to the episode. um, I think we were talking about it with, was it our episode with Jake, Doug, where it's like, um, he has him breathe and sit with the, the, the spot, the tension, you know, similar to that, like breathe in to that. I don't know. I just brought that up. So I love using voice and breath. I do that too, especially on medicine and on ayahuasca. Just something feels so good about voicing that exhale. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's indescribable. Yeah. I've started doing that when I do yoga now, like they breathe in. And when I breathe out, I almost always sigh, especially when I'm sitting there. I go, ah. just voicing that with my throat. Yeah. Just. Oh, yeah moves it yeah so good plus size can be kind of great right they can be relief they can sound kind of sexual they can there's all these things size are pretty great <laughs> dude i did that today i this is so funny what we're talking about um i had to go up on my roof uh, to try to set up my starlink internet oh yeah <laughs> No success, by the way. I couldn't uh, figure it out, but I was up on my roof and I was alone and uh, I don't have really neighbors. And there's a uh, Walt Whitman, his most probably his most famous poem. Well, I don't know. Walt Whitman has a poem called Song of Myself in which he says. Among other things, I mean, it's a fucking great poem. If you haven't read it, go read it and you'll 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 feel horny about him. <laughs> but he says, uh, uh, do I contradict myself very well? I am vast. I contain multitudes. And then he kind of goes on and he says, I sound my barbaric yop over the rooftops of the world. So I'm up on my roof and I'm like, I've never actually yet let out a yop. I don't, I don't know that that's a, I don't know what that is. But I was like, I want to try it. Like, there's no one that's going to be here to judge me and hear me. There's no one that's going to be like, what the hell is he doing? And so I started like with deep belly as loud as I could. I started yapping. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. I just started sounding my barbaric yop. Yeah. And uh, similar to what we're talking about with uh, the, the, the way that we vocalize some of that breathing and the way that we sigh and we do it through yoga, yoga and breath work and stuff like that. I honestly felt the release of some shit that I would have been dealing with for the last uh, you know, 10, 10 days, two, two weeks. And it was just that ability to, you, cause in order to yop, you got to take in a big old breath yes. and then you got to fucking yop, you know? I can't and that word, it's so funny. I love it. It's such a good word, right? W so or listen, excuse me. He spells it uh Y-A-W-P, Yop. Oh I might be saying I might be saying it wrong. I don't know. But like I was screaming, I was yopping like a motherfucker. And <laughs> yes. 
honestly, I'm just, I'm Dang. just trying to add to what the two of you were talking about, about being present in your breath and realizing that it's not just like inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, stay alive. I'm breathing so I can live. No breath is bringing presence and real life to us. Mm. It's such a valuable thing. And sometimes that breath makes noises and does weird things and sighs and yops and whimpers and cries and, and oh shit, I got emotional for a second there and squeals and screams and does all that kind of stuff. And all it's doing is your body responding and saying, yes, I'm still alive. And yes. Yes. Thank yes. You. We did it again. What, we did that. it again. We're alive. <laughs> what a machine. I'm alive. Yop. Yop. What do you want? <laughs> well, Doug, this brings me back. And Sleece, we're going right back to your trip after this. I promise. But fine. this, um, oh, I love how this is all weaving together because I was going to explain all this at the beginning when I was talking about mine, but it's weaving here. And I love it because another moment that happened for me on this was, well, first I was like dancing in this space. Right. And I felt the energy of like a masculine holding space for me for one of the first times in my life that I can remember, you know, like as a, as a, we don't do enough with men, you know, like, you know, you think like, especially, especially emotional release going out and yapping together or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, that could be taken kind of sexually too, which is Mike. Funny. I'll yop you hard, man. Come to my That's house. That's what I was hoping go, to get at. Come to my house. Let's go up on my roof and let's yop our brains out. Oh, let's do it. it. Yes. <laughs> um, accepted. All right. Shalice, you're invited <laughs> that too, but I'm, I'm inviting you to yop in a very non-sexual yop. Copy that. We'll yop. <laughs> Maybe we can yop at the summit. <laughs> yes. Ooh, let's yop. Yes. Let's yeah. So, um, anyway, I was there and I was like, um, well, one, I was dancing in my underwear. So I was like, if I put my clothes back on, would you, uh, would you just hold me? And he's like, yeah. So he sets himself up. It's just holding me. I'm laying into him. He has to be like, and you can relax further. You can relax. And then I just started verbalizing everything in my life that it was causing me stress and anxiety. Oh my God. Unburdening it into this masculine's arms. Oh, I love oh, that. So good. And I've never felt that before. Or not that I remember, you know, maybe when wow. I was a kid. And then what happened? Well, he, he made a point because then I got self-conscious and I was like, um, am I taking too long? And he's oh like, gosh. no, I made sure to support myself so that I could support you. Oh, man. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so then he's like, what, once I was done doing that, he's like, maybe we should like bump up the music a little bit because I started expressing all of a sudden all this anger was coming out of me. And, you know, when I was angry at Gordon B fucking Hinckley oh. and angry at my mission president. And he's like, so he turned on rage against the machine. Yes. Fuck you. I don't do what you tell me. <laughs> And like, I wasn't doing, I wasn't yapping, but I was roaring like a lion and something that came back to me. So after Trace, uh, Tracy, my therapist listened to that one episode and talked about, I was talking to, about how I couldn't make a squeak as a child. Cause I couldn't, uh, I couldn't rock the boat. And I said, I deserve to make a squeak. She said, yeah. no, you deserve to roar. Oh my gosh. 
So I was roaring like a fucking lion at the top of my lungs. And then when it got to that point where it was like, fuck you, I don't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I don't do what you tell me. We were yelling it together at the top of my lungs. And it was oh one of gosh. the biggest releases I've ever had in my life. Oh my gosh. And since then, I bought this punching bag that like hangs in your door. It's really, you know, it's, it's great. I've done several sessions where I listen to that song and punch the shit out of that punching bag. And I know we talk about plant medicine and meditation and all of that. That thing's causing some bigger shifts than any plant <laughs> medicine. Just, just putting on some Rage Against the Machine and punching the shit out of a punching bag. Yes. But sounding it out, right? Breathing it in and sounding it out. Yeah. Oh, guys, loving this. <laughs> Some yeah. of them who work forces are the same who burn crosses. Mm. Not to go back into our political thing, but I think his name's Zach DeLevine, right? Is that anyway? Rage Against the Machine. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. So to sum all that up, <laughs> I think. I think that intentional breath is the difference between existing or surviving and thriving. Mm. Oh, well said. I'm going to breathe that in for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Intentional breath is, is the, the difference, difference between, between surviving and thriving. Yeah. Surviving and thriving. Whew. So I'm deep in my trip. Yeah, I love it. And I see these light beings just like chilling, probably like four or five, which seems Ladians. to be about the number. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, it's possible, though. And so I ask them, I'm like, oh, hey, guys, what's my purpose? While you're here, <laughs> I love how I love how like conversational you are with them. Like, oh, what up? <laughs> I was hoping to see you. Yeah, that's like I'm always just like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and so immediately they said they were kind of annoyed, but loving, of course. And they were like, you being on Earth is fulfilling your purpose. Your purpose mm. is to be here. And you're doing that. And I, I was annoyed at them kind of like, that's it guys. Like that can't be it. But also I think we just always overcomplicate things as humans. Like we want totally. this big story. We want, we want to be the hero of our movie, right? The, the actor in me, like we want to just have this big purpose and fulfill it with gusto and, and all of these things. But sometimes it's not that complicated. So somewhere around that time I opened my eyes and there are these gorgeous trees. I don't know if I turn the camera, if you can see them. Uh, Ooh, yeah. So those are cool. Yeah. They're huge, huge, tall, skinny trees for people who can't see them. And it was kind of breezy that day and they were just swaying in the wind. I and I looked that. over there and I was like, Oh, Hey guys. And I got the sense that they were these, huge giant full of wisdom beings like they've been here forever obviously like probably 50 plus years because they're so tall and they were looking at me and it's almost like I saw faces on each one of them and they said to me our purpose is to be here for you we are the guardians of you and we watch you through the window and make sure you're safe 
And I was like, oh, you're here for me. (laughs) I was so so giddy and like, oh, thanks, guys. And then I said to them, like, oh, hey, guys, now that I got you, what's my purpose? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Did Did they know? Well, they said they they were um a different energy more like i don't want to say they were laughing but they were kind of like all right this girl's not giving up and so they said to me um your purpose is to do what makes you happy almost like my purpose is to spread joy to the world so they said it doesn't matter what you do with your life as long as you're doing what makes you happy you're fulfilling your purpose mm-hmm. Oh, which is another simple answer. Yeah. But it goes back to the kind of like that pleasure and that fuck. Yes. That we're yeah. talking your full fuck. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so then I closed my eyes again and then it almost felt like I was making love to the universe. It was like this orgasmic feeling, even though I was completely incapable of taking advantage of that. I was totally like lifeless and dead at this point, but it was like my soul was intermixing with the universe and the cosmos. And it was like this creation of sorts. I don't know what we were creating, but it was great. Uh, I was feeling it. Dude, that was- you got, you got a soul massage with a happy ending is what it sounds like <laughs> to me. That's oh, what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, and that happened for a good amount of time. And I was like, this is great. Like, I wish I could have capitalized on that situation. It probably would have been amazing. But I was just like totally dead on my couch. And then to, um, I guess, to appeal. I think that has to be the name of the episode, you guys. Soul Massage with a Happy Ending. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Yes, that's great. So to appease my 3D mind of like, I need something that's more purposeful. Give me a better purpose. Um, I was told that I needed to finish writing my story again. So if you remember in part two, the episode I did with you guys about writing a book about my story. The purple eye, of course. The purple eye. They were like, yeah, remember when we told you to write a book? Well, we actually meant it. So like, it's time to get back on that because I was slacking during the whole pandemic thing. I just wasn't feeling inspired. And they said, look, it's not about you. It's about the people that need to read it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So um, thank you to those who are listening. When I put out that little memo of who wants to be my, in my focus group with my book, there were so many people that reached out and said, me, pick me. So it was very exciting. So thank you guys. So there was that. And then they said, well, it wasn't talking. I basically saw myself writing those journal entries, not journal entries, um, being a journalist, writing stories, which I mentioned in a previous episode that I'm supposed to be telling people stories. Um, can you hear that siren? Sorry, guys. Yeah. I thought it was my, I thought it was on my end. So you're good. Okay. I'll just wait till it passes. We can cut this out. So then I saw myself writing journal. Oh my gosh. Why do I keep saying journal? Let's cut that out too. Okay. <laughs> so then. Leave it. Leave no, that don't. part in. That was good. <laughs> so then. 
I see myself writing these important essays, articles, stories, whatever it is, but I'm supposed to be telling people's stories, almost like what I was going for before when I was looking into different jobs, I was looking into copywriting, which is very surface level. It's about marketing. There's nothing deep or impactful about it. But now I see myself writing stories that matter. And that was the thing that kept coming up. You need to write stories that matter. And so maybe now is a good time to ask the listeners if they're interested in telling their stories. You can send them in. We can read them. I can kind of write an article or a blog post about them because we want to start doing blog posts on the website. Uh, So if anyone wants to do that. Um, and and I think that's a good plug. And I also say a lot of people have sent in their stories and thank you. And a lot of them, some, a lot of them we try to get back to some of them. It just gets overwhelming, but it's not because your story is not great. It's just, so I think there's also a lot of stories we can go back and kind of mine from hey, and get some. Do we have, do we have that email address set up yet? Cause maybe they can direct them to me. Oh, we do. Shalise at Mormons on mushrooms.com. We do. Yeah. So they can send, send, or if you sent your story in previously, maybe you can resend it to that email address now that we have more of a a funneled approach into how we want to deal with it. Yeah. Or move forward with it. So that's Shalise at Mormons on mushrooms.com. Oh, it's so official. Huzzah. Yeah. Huzzah. Um, Okay. So then they also told me that I gave up too soon on guest posting. I don't know if you're familiar. I only learned about it last year. Basically, websites that have a bunch of journal articles, you just write in and be like, hey, can I just be a guest poster for your website? So you don't work for them. It's just kind of freelance. And they were kind of telling me, hey, remember when we dropped that into your uh, peripheral vision and you kind of said, oh, yeah, let's do this and then forgot about it? Well, you gave up too soon. You need to go back to doing that. So just more intentional writing. Um, so direct. I love it. It is direct. They're usually pretty like, this is what you have to do. And it's great. Yeah. Mushrooms uh, are like, oh, you came to ask a question. Well, let me show you like in like all these symbols and weird things. They're like, I don't even know how to make sense of any of this. Yeah. <laughs> glad they were direct this time. And then just to hit it home at this point, I'm listening to East Forest Mushroom album, which mm-hmm great by the way yes. and I'm like spiraling in and out with this music and it's amazing and it's experiential but I don't pay for Spotify so here comes an ad and it goes <laughs> what are you doing was the ad it said what are you doing and it a few times I was like I don't know like I just said You're yelled talking it out to the loud. <laughs> um, because it was the same stupid ad over and over but <laughs> here's the crazy part it said something like these are the questions we ask our we ask ourselves. We find out that the trees are talking to each other. Holy shit. Did you not? Shit. And they said that's what journalism is all about here at the what? New York Times. And I was like, I hear you, journalism. I loud and clear. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That ad came on like four or five times during so even the ad was talking to you as part of your trip. Yes. Yes. Thank you, universe. Yes. <laughs> wow. Thank you for not paying for Spotify and getting ads. Um <laughs> wow. and then I asked about being a mom because you know I'm 30 and I do want kids. I want a family. And I keep slipping into that fear state of like, oh, you gotta do it fast. Like got to find a husband. Well, you got to find a boyfriend. Well, you got to date first. Cause I'm just nowhere near any of those steps. Mm. And so the fear was coming out in me. And so I said, well, what about being a mom? Like, do I need to 
worry about this? Do I need to start dating again? And immediately I saw all of these people in my life who view me as a mother figure to them. And it was so emotional. I just started crying because I'm like, oh, I think I do make a difference in some people's lives or just by giving advice or whatever it is that they look to me in that way. And it was really comforting and sweet. Oh, there's so much to that, Shalise. First of all, there are so many men hearing you talk about like being single that are like doing the whole, oh. (laughs) <laughs> give me a chance thing, you know? So if anyone wants, no, I'm just joking. No, yeah, no. do not. Yeah, no. Yeah. At least that went always joking. <laughs> second of all, second of all, you are very good about imparting wisdom and giving people like on point, not phony, like not insincere advice. And third, I think you're also going to be an actual, real, amazing, good Mother, like I, I think Aww. you're gonna push a child out of your vagina and <laughs> raise that child, and I, and I just think that you're doing the things that are preparing you to raise that child to be a present, aware, good citizen. So there's so much in there Aww. that I'm with the trees. Like you're doing it. Wait, stop that, Doug. I lost it on my end. I just that was telling Shalise that I just adore you're her. Do, no, you're doing the things that, because it will cut out, I think. Oh. We had noticed but, this in our Carolyn episode that it did actually. Oh, that did. it actually when did. When it paused on my end, it cut <laughs> out her audio. I don't know what I said. I just said, I think that <sighs> she's saying, doing all the good things. She's good. Doing she's awesome. Good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it got most of it. It was saying just doing, and now I ruined the moment. Doing, so doing the things. Ruin, to dude, prepare. you didn't ruin anything, Mike. Come here. Let me yeah. have, let me hold you for a second. Let's go up on my <laughs> roof. I want to yop you. I want you to hold me, Doug, and yop me <laughs> both. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then, this was a funny thing. So we've talked about the movie Soul before, right? Yeah. Like the little yeah. cartoon guys. Yeah. So it was really interesting. I saw a cartoon version of myself, and I was like, in my consciousness was in my body, and I saw this little Shalise running like zooming around like a dog that gets the zoomies zooming around between my chest and my womb and I think just like my belly button and it was so pumped that I didn't have breast implants anymore it was celebrating it was like finally we don't have this energetic block anymore and we're back to organic and now the energy can flow and it was like showing me the flow of energy in my system and it was just so pumped. And I think that was really cool to see because it had only been like four weeks at that point that I had had them out. And which, by the way, um, if you have been following on social media, I'm doing so much better, like joint pain completely gone, depression to like a one every oh. now and then I'll get it. Before it was like I would have days where I was like a seven or, or an eight. My energy, did I already say that? My energy is way up. If I said it twice, now, you know, I mean it. Um, What else? Just so many things have changed and I feel so much better. So I'm really glad that I did it. Side note. And Uh, my little cartoon version of myself was very excited too. Your little, your little soul avatar was around. Like Um, just like celebrating. And then I also like in that same vein, I saw my social media page and all of the posts that my higher self didn't approve of. 
<laughs> like judging me, but in a loving way, kind of like, girl, you don't need that. You don't need that. And they were like dropping away all of the, the things that weren't necessary for me and my growth and say like, we need to do stuff that's a little bit more meaningful. Um, and then I took a break and it was just so nice, mm-hmm. but I found that to be interesting. And it was like, stop worrying so much about that. It'll be there when you need it, that platform. But for now, just focus on you. So oh I did. my gosh. <clears throat> and then guys, it's still, it's, we're still going here. Yeah, um, Okay. So then, (laughs) so then I opened my eyes again and my plants were so green. So I have a bunch of plants in my house and it's the first time being a plant mom and I got like 12. So it's it's been fun. And (laughs) they were all there like, yes, we're here for you. We support you. And we, we love being in your house. And my walls were so bright white. It almost looked like heaven. And it felt like a rebirth of sorts, which is so cool. And then to go into a completely different direction, um, I started zooming around different places and different time periods of my life. I would close my eyes and think of a place and then I would be there. So I went to Hawaii. (laughs) I dated a guy in Hawaii. I was like back there with him. And then at one point I was back with another ex. It was almost like I was visiting all of these relationships. And it was kind of confirming to me like those weren't right for you, but they were great times in your life. Mm -hmm. And I was visiting my childhood and my school, like my college. And I all of a sudden got the impression I can do this anytime because time is a construct and I could just go wherever whenever. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, really, I could just pop over to any point in my life and just say what's up and sit with that and learn from it. And then I thought, okay, well, if pretty much everything I was seeing were my memories. And so I thought, what are we, if not a total collection of our memories, like who are we really? And then I went to this crazy place where I thought, who would I be if I didn't have these memories, like, I want to, I want to know who I actually am. We talked about this, didn't we? Was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was so cool just to be like, Oh, I wonder who I really am. But then being okay with the fact that I'm just a collection of all of these different experiences. (laughs) And, uh, and then I opened my eyes and I'm more aware. I looked at the the time, by the way, that whole thing was three hours. It just like <laughs> flew by. What's time? <clears throat> yeah. And I open my eyes and I just start laughing because I realized in that moment, nothing really matters. Nothing in the sense of how we give it the meaning, how we were talking about what is my life purpose? And it has to be so serious. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is all just a joke. Like it doesn't even matter. Everything's fine everything's fine but this is where this is where it gets crazy guys oh this oh right here's where it gets crazy okay good (laughs) this is the moment (laughs) because this is when it took a big shift into like that dark space that i kind of told you guys a little bit about and it went complete 180 to love your dark thoughts right at the beginning and i think having that experience in the beginning when i was still very much present in the 3d instead of floating in the five, six, whatever D I was in. Uh, it was preparing me to love these dark thoughts because it wasn't a depressive state, 
but I was in a state where my fear was completely eradicated. And because in that moment, I realized that nothing is so serious as we all make it out to be. Nothing matters in that way. I was like, maybe I should just go. Like, do I even need to be here anymore? Mm. And it was kind of terrifying. Like it's terrifying from a sober point of view in that mindset. I was like, I could just end it real quick. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I even need to be here anymore. And it, again, like it wasn't a, I'm depressed and I can't live. And like, it didn't feel like as suicidal and scary as it sounds, which is why I was like, not doing that big of a dose alone anymore. But it went to that place of like, oh, wow. And looking back, I realized we need fear in our lives, like fear that stops us from doing crazy things. The ego, which roots us down on earth instead of making a spiral back up into the cosmos because it keeps us here. It keeps us grounded. And I started talking to someone, thankfully, (laughs) Uh, I started talking to a friend and I was like, do you think people would miss me if I was gone? And he was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what you're thinking. Don't do anything. Just like wait it out. And I was like, yeah, like maybe. And then, uh, I had texted you guys before I did my trip and Doug, you had responded. And then in that moment, Mike responded. Oh, I love it. In that moment, in that moment, <laughs> And said something like, I think I'm late to this. You're probably well on your journey by now, but I hope it's amazing. And I love you. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it just made me cry so hard. And then I scrolled up and saw Doug's comment and Doug, you had written, just know that no matter what you are so with like five O's loved. And then I started crying even more. I was like, Oh my gosh, you guys love me and I should stick around. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was so touching. And I think that's when the medicine started wearing off and the fear started like coming back. And I started being like, Oh my gosh, well, yeah, I'm not going anywhere, but it was so wild to be in that space of no fear of just complete. I don't even know if you want to call it bliss because it sounds crazy and it sounds really scary, but it, I don't know. Have you guys experienced anything like that before? Yeah, I have just that, that place of complete content, like, Oh, yeah, I'm, it's, it's okay. And I don't, I don't like to talk too much about those kind of, but it's like, Oh, it all continues. Like it's totally fine. Like everything's fine. Yeah. The only time I really hit it and not to keep talking about the ayahuasca journey, but let's just talk about that. There was, there was a moment there where it was kind of like, Oh, and I think it was when I coming back from that, the 40 years and in this space being like, Oh yeah, but I don't really have to go back if I don't want to, you know, I can just like choose not to go back. But then it was like, Oh, everyone I love will have such a hard time. Mm. And then it was like, yeah, but that's going to be so quick, you know, yeah. and it will, but I'm like, but not to them in that moment, it's yeah. not going to be quick, you know, yeah. it, they're going to feel that in that moment. And yeah. for, for, for their, for their conscious forever, they will feel that, you know, yeah. it's a real thing. Yeah. But I do think it speaks to the peacefulness of the afterlife in a sense, Yeah, because you hear a lot of people talking about it in near death experiences or people who have died and come back is just that 
peace and contentment of like, oh, everything's fine. Like we are going to move on after this into a new space, realm, time, whatever. And it's okay. And I think that's where I was mentally. <clears throat> so, but yeah, that was one thing that held me back too, is when I was like, oh, I think these guys might miss me. And then um, my mom texted in that moment too and said, hey, are you okay? And I was like, how oh, does she know? <laughs> yeah. And then I thought about my mom and I was like, okay, that would kill her. Like, yeah. And it's not like I was about to do anything. I was just laying on my bed considering the options, but I'm just really glad that I had you guys and other people that really rooted me in. And I don't want to scare people who are thinking about trying psychedelics because it's not always this way, but I would just advise to have someone there with you, helping you through the journey and not yeah. doing what I did. Yeah. No, a big thing that's coming up for us lately, especially in the Facebook group. And I think we need to speak more to this is just the importance of not only holding a, a safe container when you're, when you're doing uh, psychedelics, but also the power of integration afterwards and how mm. important that is. And that's actually where the, where the real work starts to happen is in the integration. Um, there's one thing I wanted to hit on though, Shalise, is you're talking about play and this came up for me. So after I had my, uh, uh, did my session that I've been talking about, um, had super vivid dreams. And on one of those, I was painting, it involved like a, putting a Joker mask, painting a Joker mask on my face. You know, the whole, why so serious? It was the Heath Ledger Joker <laughs> thing, right? Good. And approaching, so the thing about like the gesture archetype, if you go to like a Jungian archetypes, is it, it allows us to bridge the different parts because a lot of my journey was voicing the different parts of me. The, the part of me that was scared and the part of me that was excited. And then later, the last 30 minutes was the part of me that was like, I call my maybe animal Mike, who just wanted to get out and dance naked in front of the window and whatever. And the other part of me that wanted to keep me, you know, really safe and missionary kind of Mike, right? And th they were having this dialogue together back and forth. And let me, yeah, let me just voice that dialogue just a little bit. These one was saying, so good Mike was talking about how, well, first animal Mike was like, you, uh, kind of like, why, why have you shamed me so much, you know, throughout my life? Why throughout our life? Why have you shamed me? And then good Mike was like, you don't understand. I needed to, you know, I needed to, to get love. Mm. Uh, I hate going back to my mom on this because I fucking love my mom, but you know, it all just, she's been wounded. It's like, a, it's, it's turtles all the way down, right? Everyone's been wounded by their trauma that goes up, but I felt whatever it was, I felt like I had to cut that part off, out, off for me to receive my mother's love. And so he's like, she wouldn't love us. So I had to cut you off. And he said, you don't know how much rejection hurts mm. and how, how hurt, how it stings to be rejected. So I needed to cut you off. Oh. And then the animal Mike was like, fuck. Yeah. I know what rejection feels like. You reject me every day. Yeah. You reject me every day. Wow. So they kind of bonded on this, like 
wound of rejection. And Animal Mike was like, I get why you did what you did. You devious bastard. You think you're good, Mike? No, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. But where was I getting at with that? Play. Play. <clears throat> There's an element of play that enables you to bridge that, to playfully engage and be like, I'm going to put on this mask for a while and play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put on this mask for a while and play. And to playfully engage with all these uh, symphony of parts we have within us. And it's what, you know, when we grow up too quickly, we, we forget sometimes how to play. And when we take life too seriously and take this journey too seriously, we, the mass seems so serious that we don't want to put them on fully and really experience that. It's just, it's too hard to do. Uh, I was, um, I wasn't going to bring this up because I, I, I think that I just wanted to hear uh, the two of you talk about your experience, but it's, it's kind of apropos, I guess. So, uh, it's a big word, Doug. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I've never done this before, but I've heard some people kind of talking to me about it and it showed up on our Facebook group. Um, the idea of trying to like take mushrooms and then go to sleep. Right. I, I, I've never, yeah. They came up in the Facebook group. Yeah. I've never done like that. A small, before. a small dose, like a micro dose or like a, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. A, a dose. Yeah. A dose. <laughs> but, um, cause for me, it's always about like, Oh, I want to do it and then stay awake and have the experience at least that you just were describing. But, Last night I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Why not? Why not? And, and so I, I did it and I fell asleep and then I had waking dreams. I I don't know. I can't tell the difference between what was my trip and what was my dreams, which is a really cool state to be in because it's kind of like you're, you know, you're mixing that DMT that's released for, you know, your dream state and it's going in with the mushrooms and I had a lot of stuff, but the one that uh, kind of correlates to what we're talking about right now was I found myself in a, uh, so imagine like a, like a traveling carnival and the carnival has closed and all the lights are off and it's dark. And then back behind one of the tents, there's a, old woman, mystical elfish kind of lady sitting at like a loom or like a spin, like she's, Mm -hmm. she's spinning something and and she's what she's spinning is glowing. It's like spiraling into this, this constant uh, swirling, twirling, spiraling loom kind of thing. And it's made up of a billion pieces of light. And so I go and sit next to her and I kind of am asking what's going on. And she's like, I'm, I'm weaving the universe to, for lack of a, yeah, for lack of a better phrase. That's what she basically said. I said that at the exact same time you did in my head. That just blew my mind. You did? Continue. Weaving the universe? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So that's what she's doing. And I, I tried to, I tried to uh, verbalize questions, but it was hard for me to verbalize questions, but I thought them 
And my questions were about like, well, duality and the, the, the yin and the yang and the masculine and the feminine. And she's like, it's all this. It's tiny little quantum fractals constantly spiraling and expanding and twirling and swirling and spinning into infinity. And this is, this is the universe. And I was trying to figure out my place. I was trying to figure out, well, where, 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 you know, where do I fit in? What, what's going on here? What, which one? She's like, you are all of this and you are one tiny little piece of this. And it's just enjoy it. Just experience it. Just live it. Just be in it. And then my, and then my dream or whatever trip kind of switched, you know, tripped into a different sort of setting. But I've been, that's been sticking with me a lot because it was about, for me, it was about, you don't need to keep having this sense of your, Chalice, you, you said it perfectly, your protagonist role <laughs> in the universe. You can be the protagonist. You can be the jester character. You can be a supporting actor, side character. You can be an extra in the background. You are all of those things to everyone that you come into contact with. To the trees that are watching over you, Shalise, you might be one of many they're looking after. Mm -hmm. Or you might be the primary one they're looking after when you need them the most. Mm -hmm. But all of us are just looking after one another. East Forest used the phrase walking each other home. But we are all in this constant, consistent, eternal, spiraling round. And we are all those billion pieces of fractured, shredded light. And our feeling of identity of what do I need to be and who am I and what am I feeling and what am I going through and what about my my good mic and my my animal mic and my jester mic and my hero mic. We are all of those things. And this little old woman, I don't know what she was, maybe an elf, maybe a mystical witch creature, but she was just pumping and spinning and sitting at that loom. And those light, that those shreds of light were just twirling and expanding and spinning and making up the entire setting that I was in. And the fact that this is the topic that we're talking about tonight is just sort of having me sit here. I've been quiet for a little while here because I'm just sitting here having my mind blown a little bit because everything is everything. And Shalice, I'm going to blow your mind with this. Two years ago, my wife and her best friend for my birthday made everybody in my life a bunch of hats and t-shirts that just said, everything's fine. Because when I'm in a any kind of non-sober state, I default to telling everybody everything's fine. And so there's a <laughs> bunch of people in my life that have shirts, hats, t-shirts that say everything's fine. I and I just it. feel like that's the message is everything is fine. And we are everything and we're fine. We totally should fine. have that on our t-shirts at the summit. <laughs> I got a bunch of them. <laughs> Urban's on mushrooms. Everything is fine. I think that's the title of the fucking episode. You Everything's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, Doug. That just brought me to tears, man. Like, Same. That was a weird experience for me. I, I, I had never tried that because I was always like, that's... I want to be present and I want to be here for it. Mm. But getting into that like weird half awake, half asleep dream state with the mushroom assist, it 
that's why I went up on my roof and was able to yell my yops because I was just like, Oh, everything's fine. We are everything. That's the most epic dream I think I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And that was, I gotta tell you, Mike, that was just a tiny little part. I got more to tell, but I don't want to, I don't, we're, we're going past time here, but like, can we do another episode with you? Yeah. That I highly recommend trying that taking a dose and then going to sleep. And, you know, you have that time in between where you kind of aren't feeling it. So you can kind of doze off and fall asleep. And then suddenly you go into this weird world of it's a trip. It's a dream. It's a wake. It's not, it's fucking, it was radical. Wow. Yeah. How much, how much was it? One and a half grams. Oh, wow. That's more than I thought. And you were able to sleep on that. Well, sleep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was, it was a fitful night. I, I did that at nine o'clock, went to sleep. And I, I remember at like three 30 in the morning being a look at my clock and being like, how long is this night? What's happening here? Yeah. Well, some would say that in our dreams, we're not actually sleeping, but we're traversing other universes and speaking to other beings, which actually the person who told me that, um, the one who I talk about all the time, her name is Kimber. And I can say her name because I just talked to her before we jumped on today. I was like, would you maybe be interested in coming on an episode? And she was like, yes. Yes. Set it up. Let's do it. She actually has like experience with Mormons. And I think I can't remember if she used to be Mormon or she just lived in Utah, but she, she knows all the stuff, but she's the one who I always bring up like my teacher, my energy worker, Akashic reader. That is her. And she wants to come on. But she yeah. always said to me, like, Jaleesa, you always do so much work in your dreams. You were like all over the place. You were just astral projecting and you're going here and you're going there. And no wonder you never want to wake up. <laughs> yeah. And in yeah, your I trips, too. You know, you're meeting figures of light and, <laughs> yeah, you know, talking to trees and getting your life's purpose. Yeah. What's there another part do we need to talk about, Jaleesa? What? What with your trip? Oh no, that was it. That was pretty much it. Like that was the end. I started coming to, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like it was kind of scary. I'm glad I didn't follow through with anything because yeah. hmm, man. Um, but then integrating everything that I learned, there was so much information. As you know, we just went over it, and so since then, I've been trying to figure everything out as far as journalism goes, writing my story. I just finished the query letter with my editor to send to literary agents to hopefully get an agent for my book so they can help me get it published. So I'm trying to do all the things. Well, let me add one more thing here then with this. And I think it ties into what Doug, you were saying. Um, Cause Doug, I sent you, I did send you a dream I had after this session, which was my Frodo and Samwise. Oh man. Dream. Epic, epic dream. So one of the things, one of my major takeaways from this journey I went on was fill your bucket and one focus on your bucket. And when it's full, it will spill, you know, like, like what the facilitator was saying, I'm, I'm, I've supported myself so that I can support you. Mm. So fill your bucket, you know, focus on your bucket and it will spill over onto others. But if you're always emptying your cup, it's just, it's going to be empty. And then the other one was you always have the support you need when you need it. So like everything is fine and you have the support you need. And I had this dream where like 
uh, Sauron had had the ring of doom and all hope was lost. But then it was like, wait, no, we have it still. And then Frodo and Sam were passing this ring back and forth to each other. And when it was in Sam's hands, it would get bigger. And when it was Frodo's hands, it would get smaller. And then, um, you know, I was talking to my person about in the dream, I was talking to my person about, I have to go back on this quest to destroy the ring. And I did not want to go. She didn't want me to go. And I didn't want to go. And I was terrified of going and of the long nights of everything and just feeling the burden of all of it. And it sounds dramatic, but I don't know. There was this thing of like, you know, we always talk about, you're always, cause I was talking to my person about it afterwards. And I was like, I was Frodo in the dream. She's like, of course you're Frodo in your own dream. Everyone's Frodo in their own dream. right? Everyone's Frodo. Everyone's, <laughs> you know, and I was like, and Doug's my Samwise Gamgee in all of this. You Fuck know? Yeah, I am. And there's so many other people, Shalice and Peter and uh, Seth and Andrea and everyone, Jake and everyone who's coming to support, like so much support. Right. And so it's okay to like ask for the support and lean into the support. And Mike, it's okay to be Frodo. You don't need to feel ashamed for being Frodo. You are Frodo. In my own dream, I'm Frodo. (laughs) Yeah. You do have, you do have that weight and you are carrying that, but there's a lot of Samwise Ganges in your life. There's a lot of Shalises and Dougs and Seths and Mikes and Jakes and, and Peters and Andreas and, Coles and I, I, I don't know how many names I can actually can, say without, a lot giving, of names. So without giving people, people so up, many, but there's a lot right? of Sam's in your life, brother. Yeah. Thank you. And same, you know, so Shalise, when you're looking at your phone and you're scrolling, you know, on mushrooms, you're like, Oh yeah, I have all these people in my life. I have all these people coming to my aid, you know, mm. and what a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. So and it's okay to ask for support and to ask for help and to be like, the weight is too much right now. Can someone, can you carry the ring for a while? Someone will say yes. You know, so. Damn. That's, that's the spot to end it right there. Yeah. Love it. Love it, guys. All right, guys. Just soaking in. Love you too. I'll see you soon. Love you guys. Love you guys. Okay, talk soon. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Mormons on Mushrooms podcast. We have so much fun recording it. And if you love it, we would absolutely love it if you could leave a review on wherever you get your podcasts. It would really help our visibility so more people can listen to it and be enlightened and hear our crazy stories. So thanks again for tuning in. 